pastors, this gets a little tricky because who is the first person most people blame when something comes in and blows their house away? God. That's right. They, you, look, you look and you say, God, why did you let this happen? Why didn't you protect? Why didn't you? And so you want to raise your fist to God and say, God, this is your fault. I wouldn't be in this mess if it weren't for you. And so when you read some people this verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart, they're going to say, initially they're going to say, that's what I was doing. I was trusting God and he blew my house away. He blew my job away. He blew my friends away. I mean, you tell me to trust God and, and this happens? We could spend a long time talking about this. I, I just, so I only want to say this much. There's no place in Scripture, no place in the Bible, where God tells you that he is going to protect you from every bad thing that happens in the world. God, God doesn't promise that if you put your faith in him, he will make you bulletproof and invisible. God doesn't promise that he will give you superpowers to fly through brick walls or fly over storms. God, there, there are certain things about the way the world works that are they're designed to work this way. You, you know what causes hurricanes? Uh, an imbalance between uh, a big pile of air over here and a smaller, weaker kind of pile of air over here. And... They move back and forth, and sometimes crazy things happen. It's, it's part of the way the, the atmosphere regulates pressure between the oceans and the sky. It's designed, in other words, the system is designed to occasionally produce hurricanes. And God doesn't promise to stop the system just because you're sweet and good and kind. God doesn't promise you that he will stop bad things from happening in the world. Here's what God promises. God promises us this. That when we find ourselves trapped in a situation where something bad has happened, that he will hold on to us and get us through it. God hurts when we hurt. And God, God's love for us wants to reach out to us in these times, in these situations, to, to wrap us up in a big hug and say, don't panic. You are not abandoned. Don't freak out. You are not alone. Don't give up hope because I'm holding on to you. We will get through this, and you will. Uh, there's there's a psalm that says, "Why why are you so depressed, O my soul? Put your faith in God. This pain is not going to last forever. You will praise Him once again. Don't freak out. The the uh, sadness only lasts for a time." And joy comes in the morning. In the middle of dark 
scary, hard times, God is still there. And he's saying, don't freak out. I've got all of you. You know, uh, in, the, in the original Superman movie, how many of you remember the original first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve? Um, all right, some, some of the really old people. What was it? That came out, what, 1977, 1978, something like that. Anyhow, there's this. So, so, so Christopher, Christopher Reeve in, in, the, in the first major Superman movie, uh, there's a scene where uh, Lois Lane's in a helicopter. And the helicopter crashes on the top of a building, and it's going... And sparks are flying, and things are blowing up. And she gets uh, pushed to the edge of a building, and she's holding on, holding on for dear life. And um, finally, she can't hold on any more longer, and she falls off the side of the building. Ah! And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and Superman flies up and he catches her in midair and he says, don't worry, ma'am, I've got you. And she says, you've got me? Who's got you? Um, okay, so we have somebody better than Superman who says in times like this, he says, don't worry, ma'am. Don't worry, sir. I've got you. I've got you. God doesn't say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the physics of the way the planet operates to make sure that hurricanes don't ever happen. But God says, even when you feel like you are falling into oblivion, don't panic. I've got you. So trust in the Lord with all your heart because he says, I've got you. Second thing, and do not lean on your own understanding. Um, and this is, this is a Bible way of saying this. Don't try to figure it all out. Don't think that you have to come up with all the answers. It's really awesome that Carl had the answer for how to siphon water out of Crystal and Todd's backyard. Um, that was a blessing. And maybe God will send people into your life to help you get through stuff. The point is, uh, don't think that it's all up to you to fix everything all at once. Um, because God, God has a plan to get you out of where you are into a place where you can move on with your life. Um, but don't panic and don't feel bad because you don't have all the answers. And whether it's, whether it's a physical hurricane or whether it's a broken relationship or whether it's you've lost your job or whether it's a health situation, in the middle of a crisis, what do we want? In the middle of a crisis, when things are falling apart and the things are blowing up, what is it that we want? We want it to be fixed. We want it to be fixed now. And God says, um, you don't know how to fix it? 
but don't panic. Don't think it's up to you. There's, there's not an easy fix. There's not an instant fix. So trust me, don't try to figure this out. Don't try to figure up all... When you've got 10 or 12 or 15 things that you, need, that you don't have answers to. God says, you don't have to have answers. Look, look around at somebody else. Turn around to somebody else and look them right in the eye right now and say, hey, you don't have to have all the answers. Hey, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. Yes, oh, Patricia has all the answers. That's right. That, that's exactly right. So um, we don't have to have all the answers. And surviving a hurricane, it takes a while for the answers to come together. Now, here's an interesting thing that they, that they always tell you in the middle of a natural disaster. This is, this is kind of helpful. It's not part of the sermon, but I just thought of this, and so I'm going to say it because I'm trying to figure out how to fill the time. Um, um, I heard somebody... I heard somebody quoted in Rockport yesterday. They're just talking to, to one of the survivors uh, on one of the newscasts. And so this is Saturday afternoon, right? Uh, and our, this one person who was obviously devastated, and I don't blame them for being upset, was saying, where's FEMA? Where's the National Guard? All of the experts say that the fastest you can expect any help in a natural disaster from FEMA or the, even the National Guard. The National Guard is going to get there first. But it's still going to take sometimes uh, 24 to 48 hours for the National Guard to get on the ground because the National Guard can't go into a hurricane. Uh, they have to wait till the hurricane's gone. They're staged, but it takes them a while to deploy. And FEMA, it's going to be two weeks before FEMA's there. Uh, so the experts say that the most important survival tool you can have to, uh, when a natural disaster happens is great relationships with your neighbors. If you, if you know your neighbors, if you, if you have strong relationships with your neighbors, then you're the people on your street or the people in, the na- in your neighborhood are your best chance to survive. And those first 12 to 24 hours when something goes wrong, uh, that's, that's the people you live next to. That may be local churches. Uh, it's, um, it's people right here who are willing to care for the people right here that get you through the first 24 hours and before the government can start, the soonest that the government can start to get there. Communities of people who love each other. If you're not connected to a community of people uh, that you love and that you know love you and that you're committed to taking care of each other, 
then it's very hard to get through natural desires. Even though people quickly become very good friends who never knew each other before it started. Uh, But anyhow, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Number Number three, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, and, and what this verse means is in, in all of your ways, in every situation that you're dealing with, in every situation that you're struggling with, in every situation that you don't have an answer for, and as you're looking at what am I going to do about the fact that there's not a roof in my house, what am I going to do about the fact that uh, somebody uh, just betrayed me and stabbed me in the back, what am I going to do about the fact that my 401k just crashed? What am I going to do about the fact that I just got a bad uh, diag- diagnosis for my health? What am I going to do about picking up the pieces of my life that's just been shattered? What am I going to do in all your ways, in every situation, acknowledge him? And that means in all of those situations, let God be God. In all those situations, say, God, I don't know about, I don't know what to do about this, but you do. God, I don't know how to survive this breakup, but you do. God, I don't know how to survive the fact that the roof just blew over my house, but you do. God, you, you know how to get me through this, so I am going to let you be God. I'm not going to go out and start punching people in the face. Um, I'm not going to go out and, and hold up a liquor store. I'm not going to go out and do, what it, do something wild and crazy because I feel like somebody's got to do something. God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to let you be God and trust you. And that brings us to the fourth one. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, if you don't try to figure it out yourself, if you let him be God, then he will make your paths straight. Because right now, you're at point A, and it's awful. And you need to get to point B where things are safer and you feel more secure. But you don't know how to get from here to there because everything looks destroyed. Everything looks broken. Everything looks torn up. God will make a path to get you where you need to go. He will direct your path. He will clear out the debris. He will meet your needs. He will help you figure it out. He will guide you. He will provide for you in ways that you can't possibly imagine, in ways that you'll look back on 10 years from now and say, you know what, that was a miracle. It was a miracle that we survived this. It was a miracle that uh, we got through it. It was a miracle. I, I felt like my life was over and God restored it. I felt like this situation could never be restored, but God rebuilt it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Let's, let's all say this together one more time. Ready? And, and, through, and let's declare this as, a, as a, an element of our faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Amen? And that's how 
you survive a hurricane. That's how you survive. It's one day at a time. It's one step at a time. It's one breath at a time. Any, in any situation where something comes in with the power to completely devastate you and devastate your life and devastate relationships and take away your hope, this is how you get through. You trust God one day at a time. It's your favorite phrase, isn't it? Shirley's favorite phrase, one day at a time. Uh, one day at a time. We trust God and we get through because God is good. And all the time, sometimes a hurricane comes into your life. But God is always faithful. God is always faithful. All right? Um, Crystal, um, could you all come up here? I just want to pray for you. Just kind of come sit in this chair right here.